1: It's time to take a dip in the pool of stupid. This is Common Man and T-Bone. So when they
2: come back, I think it's time for a little shakeup. People have seen, you know, the old standbys. I'm telling you, people want to go to New York City and see a musical about some soccer player guaranteed a victory. Then it is Winky chopped off on a local radio show. No more winky. No more winky.
1: Winky, winky, winky. <laughs> I'm just workshopping. Featuring Panama Ted, Leanna Ray on traffic. You know I hate you guys, right? And all the weird sounds the internet has ever made. Just want <clears throat> to
0: remind everybody that this Columbus Day is the only one ever. Other- a that can handle my junk stuff flaps all over
1: the place does that make any sense to you this is common man and (laughs) t-bone happy
2: weekend welcome in hello bone hello man oh we've had a big big week of shows we had tuesday night nfl football this week yeah we did
3: oh yeah man it's been a it's been a 2020 of weeks how about that right it's been a little bit of everything going on
2: well we just sort of tread water and Hope that we make it to the next week, and pretty soon, hopefully, we can make it to some Buckeye football. Oh, we're so close! I can almost, I can almost taste it. Mike. You can taste it. Yeah, I can taste right. I
3: taste Buckeye football. Mm-hmm. Don't taste an actual Buckeye. We know that's no. Don't do that. Unless it's a chocolate buckeye, right. why? Oh, yeah, I was gonna say, what's wrong with that? <laughs> no, no, you can't t- like an actual physical buckeye. The nut, it's a poisonous nut, but we don't. Yeah, you don't do that. Just we want to make sure uh, the
2: kids know. We were driving down the um, down the two seventy. I hey, dude, driving down the two seventy, <laughs> dude. <laughs> the two seventy. This got last it. weekend, and we passed the the Anthony Thomas Candy Company, right? And I said to Samantha, I said, you know, they they make candy in that building. And she, she looked at me like I had just said that Santa Claus and all the elves live there. And I said, you know, and, you know, someday we can go visit and take the tour and they may give us a little candy. And just her eyes lit up like she didn't believe that such a place existed. And I was thinking to myself, you know, why do we always just serve, serve Buckeyes one time of the year? Yeah, I don't. Right. Why do we well, do that? We should eat them all the time. I don't serve them one time a year, for what it's worth. I mean, you had I just, them in your cereal this morning. That's you just exactly right. poured milk on a bowl of Buckeyes. of
3: Buckeyes, sponsored by T Bone. <laughs> just take a thing of Buckeyes, dump them in a bowl, pour milk on them, enjoy. That's. <laughs> That's how I got to where I am.
2: That's right. The fine producer of this program is Panama Ted. He's going to tell us what's coming up on the show today. Hello, Teddy.
1: Hello, boys. Well, we uh, recapped the Browns win over the Colts uh, from last Sunday and tell you how bad the Bengals offensive line is. The Buckeye football team, as you mentioned, just one week away from kicking off against Nebraska. We celebrated Les Miles Day on Monday. Oh, yeah. And we chat about things like TikTok, old websites, and manscaping.
3: Mm-hmm. Ooh, yes, love that. Love that conversation. Not just mans. Ian
2: Rappaport's manscaping. <laughs> yes, mm, yeah.
3: Mm. Getting getting real real into the weeds there, so to speak. Well, he's
2: getting rid of the weeds. <laughs> well, but we had to get doing. into
3: we had to get into the
2: weeds to find out he was getting rid of the weeds. Right, That's right. right. Yeah. Common Man and T Bone Weekend starts now. Take it away, me. Common Man and T Bone Weekend. We will start, though, with some college football today. Ohio State announcing game times for Nebraska and Meat Chicken. October 24th against the Huskers will be noon on Fox, and December 12th against Michigan will be the same. So, not necessarily breaking news. We had already known that they were going to play all these games on Saturday. I know earlier on there was some speculation that, you know, Friday's not off the table, and monday who the hell knows but saturday college football is what it's going to be and it's going to be noon on fox for at least those first two games
3: now let me ask you for those of you who have you know all this pandemic time and throughout this whole era of weirdness there have been a lot of people who have had trouble because if you're like me you like to have things to look forward to right yeah and it's been a little difficult to do that because uh everything is crazy And we don't know moment to moment what's going to stick around and what's going to get canceled. But as of right now, is it at least somewhat calming for you? Because it is for me to know that 12 days from now, an Ohio State football game is going to be played. Or at least we think it's going to be played. Everything indicates that it will be played. That is like not having any vac For us, we didn't go on vacation this year. That's something I always look forward to. It kind of breaks up The time for me, like I look forward to this moment and then after that happens, we look forward to the next thing looking forward to holidays, right? Like 4th of July. That's great. Except we're already at home. I was so I, you know, like having something to all look forward to for me, that is a nice thing. I don't know if you feel the same way, Mike, but 12 days from now how I am. Yes, I know. A day is is a thousand years, just like the Lord. That's what it is. It it
2: feels (laughs) like it's a thousand years. And I'm, you're right. I'm, in theory, I'm looking forward to this. We had the story last week about how you can buy a little cardboard cutout and exist at the shoe, you know, in cardboard form. And that made me feel a little happy that they're going to be playing football there. And at least in some way, cardboard or otherwise, someone's going to be watching this team play football in just a few days. But. The other side of my brain, and if you've listened to me for longer than five seconds, you know exactly how I work, is just looking at the worst case scenario. And I'm, I'm every single day. I, I I flip on my computer and I just wait for bad news. And I'm not saying that's the way to live. That's the way I live. And so every single day I look at you know NFL virus problems. Every single day I'm looking. At, I saw Baylor had to cancel another college football game because of virus things. And I'm sort of waiting for that other shoe to drop because you're right. Me included, I feel like we're all looking forward to a sort of return to normalcy with Big Ten football, but I'm waiting for the other bad thing to happen.
3: Well, let me put it this way. The two of the main schools who were drivers in getting football back in the Big Ten, were they not Ohio State-Nebraska, right? Yes. Okay. So, there, to me, I'm not saying anything's a guarantee in 2020, because we know that's not the case. But if you were going to find two schools that should be able to have their bleep together to be able to get the first game going, Ohio State's whole point the entire time was, you don't think we can do this? Of course we can. Trust us. Trust the players. Trust these coaches. Our systems are in place. We know what we're doing. Nebraska was suing for the right to get to show you how good their plan was to keep their athletes safe. So I mean, right, it anyone can have this happen, I guess, theoretically, but hopefully you would assume this of any programs in the Big Ten who are gonna get their game in on the first week, I would hope it's the
2: school yes, that's sued to play right. and I, the school that's the most likely to get this right. If anyone is in the Big Ten, it's Ohio State. I'm not necessarily nervous that they're not gonna play this game on the twenty fourth. I just to me it's what is it all leading to, right? Are we gonna get some sort of natural conclusion to this season? Or do they play a few games, problems arise... Uh, for some reason, they can't complete a schedule, and maybe it's only four or five games, and they're not eligible to go to any sort of playoff. And This is where my mind goes every single sure. day. I'm not, I'm not I, saying I it's healthy, but I need, to your point, you need to look forward to something. I need to know that there's some sort of logical conclusion. That's why life baffles me, because I need to know that there's some sort of logical conclusion, and no one has come back to tell me what that conclusion is. What, you mean at the end? At the end of everything, yes. Ah. I have told you I would give all the money that I have to know the day that I'm going to die. Now, some of you may look at that and say, why would you want to know that? That's unhealthy. I need to know when that end is. I need to know this college football season (laughs) will be played to its conclusion, or I can't get into it. And I, there's no way I can know that.
3: You know, I've always thought you and I were very different on that, but I did just realize something as you were saying that again, which is when my wife and I are doing any type of like on the weekend, there's projects, right? You know, of hey, we're going to clean out the garage. We're going to do this. We're going to straighten up this. We're going to paint that room, whatever. Like, I just want to know when the end time... Like, you can give me f- 25 tasks in a yes, day. but there's but, an end to the but list. I, but right. If we are like... If, if, if the discussion happens, you know, Friday night, Saturday morning, like, hey, today... We're going to run to the store. Don't forget the kids have a thing. And then when we get home, do you mind cutting the grass? Because tomorrow we're having people over. It's like, cool. That's my day. That is my day. And so I know when I have put the lawnmower back in the garage, I'm done. And then if I do that, I'm all sweaty. And she comes out and is like, hey, by the way, um, let's reorganize the pantry that's where i'm like wait no what no i'm done we hit the end button i'm like i'm ejected from the day now i'm going to go sit on the couch and watch a football game or something and so that apparently is what you have except with like all of life yes that's right okay i now get this it's not healthy
2: it's not a way to live but it's the way that i live trust me if i could not be me i'd be the first to sign up to not be me i'd be the first one
3: (laughs) I think a lot of people, you know what? If you can't admit that you wouldn't change at least something about
2: yourself, you're probably not a person this either is, you is or is I would line. want to hang around with. You know, in the world of narcissism in which we live, where everybody's opinion matters all the time, I've always said this, and people think I'm kidding, but I'm really not. What self-respecting person doesn't hate themselves? A little bit. I'm not saying you have to take it to the extreme like I do. Right, right. right. But just a little bit. If, if you can't look in the mirror and hate something about yourself, I don't want to know you. I don't want to be your friend. Yeah, you, you never should hate a, yourself, especially even if it's not that, but it's just you've
3: had a moment sometime in life where you've been like, oh, remember that party where I asked so-and-so what they did and they were like, I told you last time that I do this thing and you forgot like you just wince for a moment and go, oh, I can't believe I forgot oh, that nah, whatever.
2: I have no regrets. No, you guys like,
3: for losers. I'm not saying you have. To, you're right. You don't have to well on them all the time. <laughs> There is wake up in the morning and
2: th- think about all the things I do differently. <laughs> <laughs> That's the first thing I think about when I toss and turn all night.
3: Right. There is a level where it's unhealthy, but we got to stop being extreme on that stuff. Like It's not healthy to be always doubting and all that, but it's also not good to think you're just awesome all the time. Neither one of those is good.
1: Not dumb enough yet. I don't know. Good news. Good news. More common man and T Bone weekends coming up next. The Fan Ohio Sports Destination
2: All right, football from yesterday. Brownies win their fourth straight. They beat the Colts. Um, let's let's discuss this one first before we move on to the Bengals. Colts were you know they're a winning team coming in. This is a team that I th- a team that I think you should beat. You didn't run the football like you have previously. You counted on Baker to make more throws. And for the most part, I think he did a nice job. And, you know, this offense is what I thought it would be. I mean, we, you had that accident week one. And at this point, you have to hope it's an accident. But this Browns team now looks like what I expected when I picked them to go 13-3 and three before the season started.
3: Right. I mean, look, the the first weekend was really rough for them going up against uh, the Ravens. That was a terrible loss, but it's not been perfect. They certainly could have given away that Cowboys game, for example, but the Browns are in a situation now where they are playing at a level that hopefully indicates they're starting to figure it out, not just on a level that is when they play bad teams, they can win, but when they play tough teams, then that's a different story. Like You're right. The Colts are not the Super Bowl, defending Super Bowl champs, but they are much improved. Their defense was one of the best statistically in the league, and that's why I was concerned that the Browns wouldn't win this game because I thought you don't have your best player in my mind, which is Nick Chubb, and you're going to have to rely on Baker to make some throws. And I, I think he did pretty well. I, it wasn't a flawless performance. Certainly, he had two picks, uh, but I think overall Baker showed me a little bit yesterday. That was good to see uh this this offense is starting to look more comfortable and Kevin Stevansky even talked about that where he said I know we're gonna have to be able to change from what we did in week one he said he didn't feel comfortable week one calling plays for his guys because it was still all new to him because they didn't have the offseason you typically would have so you can see that comfort level starting to come into play the play calling has gotten better and uh this is this is good news for me I've this is, this is a feeling I have not felt, Mike, in a long, long time. 1994 was the last time this, the Browns performed. You one.
2: should embrace this, man. And it's, it's one of those things where you're going to be a bundle of nerves all week because. Oh, God. You, yeah. you got the Steelers on, on Sunday. And that's going to be a fun game to watch. And this is how you know that you're, you're invested in big time football because as a Browns fan, you're not resigned to your fate. At this point in the season, you are looking at this Steelers game with anticipation and the nervous poo that comes with anticipation. This is how Buckeye fans feel right now. I'm not comparing browns to in their chance to win the super bowl to the buckeyes and their chance to go to the playoffs but you know you look at as a buckeye fan and you see penn state on the schedule you don't look at that game and say uh-oh you look at your that game and say all right and you sort of rub your hands together and say we're going to figure out what this team's made of this week and that's what browns fans are looking at this game that's the way they should be looking at this game against pittsburgh not with dread but with nervous anticipation
3: Yeah, I I was texting a buddy of mine, my buddy Josh, who lives in Pittsburgh but is a diehard Browns fan, and I told him, you know, were it not for pandemic and everything else, I would be driving out there specifically to watch the game with him, and I would probably want to go find him. (laughs) This is how my mind works. I'd want to go to a Steelers bar and, like, let's go. Let's go watch this game. That's where I would be if it wasn't pandemic time. Like, let's go watch it in Steelers country with our Browns gear on, and let's take the risk that maybe – they lose that game, but what if they win? Like I, That's how good I feel about this weekend, that the Browns have a real shot to beat the Steelers and start making some claims that they have not made in a long time, and that would make me feel epic if that happens. But it's a long week. You're right. I'm going to be a nervous ball of energy all the way up until Sunday at 1 p.m.
1: Common
2: Man and T-Bone Weekend. Bengals yesterday. Bengals and Ravens. Bengals could not get anything Going offensively, Ravens looked like they were going at like seventy percent too, and still just sort of slept walked, slept walked, sleep walked, sleep walked, sleep walky. I think the walkie the, Yeah, the past tense is on the walking, not whatever. The they they just they walked right through this game, sleepy walkie. I I hate to be this guy because I'm not normally this guy where it's like every single week it's like this is the worst or the best thing I've ever seen. But allow me two thoughts. This Bengal offensive line could be the worst offensive line I've ever seen, okay? I'm not exaggerating. I want you to go back in your memory bank and try and find me another offensive line this bad. They are so awful, where obviously they can't run the ball, and last week was a mirage, because Joe Mixon has no room to run, he has nothing to do, they're terrible, Joe Burrow has no time to throw the ball. This is the worst offensive line I think I've ever seen. And if somebody wants to argue with me on that, then give me another unit and let's compare. Because I think we're seeing some interesting things in the NFL this year. By the way, Teddy, and we'll talk more about the Cowboys in a second. The Cowboys could have the worst defense I've ever seen. I was thinking it's probably between them and that 2012 Saints team. Do you remember that team? (laughs) <laughs> yes. where I think they gave up 7,000 yes. yards of total yeah. offense, and I'm not exaggerating, <laughs> by the time the season was over, they gave up 7,000 yards, the Cowboys could rival that, we could be looking at, in 2020 at the worst offensive line to ever play, and the worst defense to ever play
3: yeah, in one same season in that's, one
2: single season,
3: yes, that's saying something no, I I feel like Joe Burrow I mean, he's he's saying and doing all the right things, he's, you know He's getting hit quite a bit. He's getting back up. And and not that it's not it's not any of his fault. Like he's a he's a rookie quarterback. He has his struggles too. But this is something where like he's going to have to develop that not getting used to losing, but managing losing because there's not a lot of winning you're going to do when you play with that offensive line. It's it's not right. It sucks, but that's the hand that he's been dealt. He's got to figure out how to basically come out of this season mentally unscathed, let alone physically unscathed, and hopefully be able to pick up some positives down the stretch because, you know, they, they play some pretty, they play decent competition down the stretch, but there are, you know, stretches there where they play, you know, the Redskins, or sorry, the Washington football team and the Giants. Uh, they play, you know, the Colts next week is a, that seems like a game they could be in, right? I don't mean to, I'm really not trying to talk down to Bengals fans here, but like, there are games on the schedule. You, you played tough with the Browns. You've, you've the Browns just beat the Colts pretty handily I mean you should be able to hopefully go in there and hold your own and hopefully have a shot with them so I don't know I just I I hope for Bengals fans like they don't lose hope on this season because any sign of progress if you can get to four or five wins that's okay that's that's a decent start this you're right Mike because this
2: offensive line is terrible no I know that and I'm uh, I'm just saying that that at this moment it's a tough watch it's a oh, tough watch yeah. because it is. you want your young quarterback to grow, and I guess he is, right? Here's glass half full common, man, all right? It's almost like you're in the on-deck circle and guys put those you know heavy-weighted donuts on their bats, and Frank Thomas used to swing just a big piece of rebar, right? So that when you get to the plate, then that bat you got in your hand doesn't seem too heavy. You're like, I can do anything with this. Perhaps Joe Burrow is dealing with this the worst offensive line ever. So in subsequent years, he can say, well, I can take anything. I played with the 2020 offensive line. I can take anything at this point. He's learning how to deal with pressure and adversity. Now, so far, we've seen some flashes. Yesterday notwithstanding, but the good news is, you're also not going to play the Ravens every single week. To your point, Bones, so there is a chance to grow. But this unit, this offensive line unit, is not going to get any better. That is that you should be looking at that in free agency. You should be looking at that in the draft. You should be down at the docks right now, just trying to find anybody <laughs> to Those put are, in a Bengal that, uniform.
3: The Cincinnati docks are notorious well, for whatever. their longshoremen.
2: Who cares? They got a river.
3: <laughs> There's a guy down there fishing for catfish. Like he's like, come on up. You're a big SOB. Get in here. You want to try this? Come on. See if you can block our uh, new quarterback. We block for our new quarterback we brought in. But to your point, I saw an article today on ESPN.com that was like the Bengals must keep Joe Burrow upright. They have to fix this problem immediately. And it's you like, can't
2: fix it immediately. What? There's nothing you
3: can do. What are you going to do? Like um, short of if there is a hypothesis. That the Bengals offensive line is not aware of their job description, then sure that could be fixed with like a couple
2: training videos. Where you, yeah, this isn't Mike Leach saying we got to get rid of these malcontents. They just
3: suck. Yeah, it's the NFL, and you've got an offensive line that's not great, and you just played one of the best defenses in the league. Hopefully, this offensive line, I guess, maybe like through play calling, you can try to protect him a little bit more, try to get the ball out of his hands quicker. But again, that's going to be on his wide receivers to win those battles, and he's got to make good throws coming out of his hands quickly too. So yeah, there, there's not a ton of hope from the standpoint of they're going to turn the season around and suddenly become a winner, but I don't think most Bengals fans have that expectation. They want to see Joe Burrow progress as a player, which he will, I do think, and and the way you do that is by giving him a little bit more time back there. That's the tougher ask right now. I,
2: I don't really know how you fix that problem. Reichert, fan poll, 971thefan.com. Five weeks into the season, who wins the AFC North? Ravens, Bengals, Brownies, or Stillers? Bone, who are you voting for? I mean, the Ravens are still the, the, the ones that you would say.
3: I know that they didn't look great against the Chiefs, but Ravens, to me, are the best team in the division. So that's
2: what I'll say. Is this the best division in football? It may be. Oh, that's a tough. question. I mean, Brownies are real good. They've won four in a row. We know the Steelers are good. They haven't lost a game. And the Ravens are the Ravens. And then there's the Bengals. But whatever.
3: Yeah, I mean, you really. I, I my mind went to the AFC West, but then again, they have the Broncos and Chargers. So no, um, there's probably a division I'm forgetting about. But it's a, I, it, It's been that way the last few years. I no, felt record-wise,
2: like, they are the best. They're the best division. All right. in football, uh, maybe the NFC West. Seahawks, Rams, Cardinals, 49ers, yep. yesterday notwithstanding for the 49ers. Well, the, if, if the Niners were healthy, I'd, I'd agree that would be the best division in football. My guy, though, getting in that game yesterday, C.J. Beathard, <laughs> I was waiting for it. <laughs> Man, was he bad. Yeah, I, don't, well, I don't know why you're starting Garoppolo if he can't play.
3: Well, that was the thing. They brought him out there saying, yeah, we believe he's healthy and good enough to play, Then Kyle Shanahan said, Oh yeah, he just, I, I saw during the game, like, he's not the same guy. It's like, right. How did he not look like that in practice? How did you not, you said he wasn't throwing the ball the normal way he does. Well, how did you not see that from practice? Was this just wishful thinking on your part? I don't understand.
1: More stupidity awaits you. That's all the information I need. Common man and T-bone weekend returns on the other side of the break. The fan, Ohio sports destination.
2: Dwayne Haskins probably out in Washington, so where does he end up? I saw this on CBS Sports today where they have five potential destinations for Dwayne Haskins. Whoever does get Dwayne Haskins is not going to have to give up a lot to get him. I'm convinced of that. Uh, They have the Raiders at number five on this list. Obviously, the Raiders are playing good football. They wouldn't be looking at Dwayne Haskins as a starter to replace Derek Carr, but the reason that they have the Raiders on this list is because I, I guess John Gruden was in love with Dwayne Haskins coming out of college.
3: Yeah, that's fine, and I, I don't think it's unreasonable that he's going to probably have to be a backer for the next few years until he gets another shot, but uh, yeah, okay, so Raiders is one of the Raiders options. Raiders is number five,
2: the Broncos are number four, and why wouldn't you put anyone with an arm... On this Broncos yeah. list, because I know that sure. they, they like Drew Locke, but they've gone through so many starting quarterbacks there. That's just a logical fit.
3: Well, and, I mean, how do we know that Drew Locke is actually any good? We don't. We have like, no idea. And they don't right. know either. Yeah. So,
2: that's they a good have idea. They the Saints at number three on this list, which is clearly impossible, because Taysom Hill, my guy.
3: Yeah, but you know what? Their offense really seemed to click when they had yeah. the ability, you know, when Drew Brees went down... And they had the ability to then have Teddy Bridgewater come in and then Taysom Hill could still do all of his random things. I mean, if you're, if you did have a situation where Drew Brees got hurt, it wouldn't be good. It wouldn't be bad to have a backup plan of a guy who could come in, run the offense and then have Taysom Hill do his other things as opposed to play quarterback. Even though yesterday, as we talked about, it didn't look particularly great every time he got the football. He did make one play that was pretty impactful.
2: Uh, number two on this list is the Colts. We were talking about sure. the Colts a couple segments ago. Phillip Rivers is you know, not long for this football world. Jacoby Brissett, we know what he is, and he's going to be a free agent at the end of the season. Who else do they have? Didn't they draft somebody? Ah, uh, if they did like I've in forgotten. the fourth I'll or fifth round, I want I'll to say. To who was it, Teddy? Tony Eason or something? Who the hell did they draft? Oh, Jacob Eason. Jacob yes. Eason yeah. and Tony Eason. Eason. Right. Uh, number one on this list, the New England Patriots. Because anytime there's any sort of reclamation project, just throw him to Bill Belichick, and he will become successful. That's the that's the thinking, anyway.
3: Yeah, I mean, I guess there could be worse places for him to go, right? Um, I don't think he could really run the offense they're running there right now. Um, that's not his game. So just, but if, but again, if, if they can make an offense for Cam Newton, the argument being maybe at some point they could make an offense that works well for him. So yeah, I mean, it's, it's certainly not terrible to think that you could have him go there and possibly have success. What a nice little upgrade that would be to go from the Washington football team, which has always been a disaster to then go to one of the most successful organizations in football. Even if it doesn't work out for where he gets to be a starter, if he goes in and has a couple games where he shows up and plays well, that would boost his stock and maybe get him, you know, a better, you know, something in the off season where he could maybe get a starting job. So, Bone,
2: if you were a betting man, which you are, degenerate T. Bone, you got to put money on this. Let's say you got to put $1,000 of your own money because you're super rich, you can afford it. $1,000 right. of your own yeah. money. Will we see Dwayne Haskins start an NFL game again? Yes.
3: I without hesitation would
2: say, but yes. certainly not for the Washington football team.
3: No, I I just I think that he will get traded. I think he will have a ch- well. I think he'll have a chance to start a game, if nothing else, due to injury. I don't think the league is giving up on him this quickly, but I do think if you ask me this question this time next year, and he hasn't played for a team and he's just kind of been hovering around in like a second or third tier role, then I would say. Okay, maybe a year from now, I wouldn't feel the same way. But I still think he could go to a team this season during the season get traded and have something happen where he is playing again as a starter this season. That's still possible. So, yeah. Common Man and T-Bone Weekend. By the way, Mike, there is a, a very small anniversary, but one that I think we should mention very quickly nonetheless. Okay. has to do with a vice presidential candidate on this date Making his way to tiny Van Wert, Ohio. Are you aware of Van Wert, Ohio? I'm aware of it. I've never been there, but I'm aware of it. It's up in the northwest corner of Ohio. Uh, On this day, 32 years ago today, Dan Quayle made a stop in Van Wert, Ohio to a little bar called Spengler's, which apparently is more like a bakery because they sell donuts there. But what I find interesting about this, and this is all from Timothy Burke on Twitter who posted about this because I guess he's from Van Wert. He said thirty two years ago today, he showed up, Dan Quayle did, and ate a donut at this restaurant, this bar. They have he only ate a few bites of it, and then he left to go do, you know, campaign things. But while he was there, they apparently saved the donut and preserved it in a box that I don't know what you use to preserve a donut with, but if you go to Spangler's Bar in Van Wert, Ohio today, on the wall, they have a thirty-two year old donut in a box that Dan Quayle apparently ate. It looks like a chocolate long john, like that type oh, of donut, uh, like cream-filled. Right. Now, here's the most amazing thing. He <laughs> said Dan Quayle ate at Spangler's Bar before the rally, because I guess there was a rally after this. He used a spoon to eat a donut. And if you go to Spangler's, you can see the spoon and the napkin and the donut. Right, and again, everything. I've never seen someone eat a donut with a spoon. And so now the only thing I have in my head is that I kind of want to drive to Van Wert to this place, order a donut, and then ask them for a spoon and see what they do. And I don't know, like I maybe that's a thing. Maybe that's like they maybe have T-shirts about that now. But I've never thought of eating a donut with a spoon. But this story has kind of inspired me that now that's something I need to do on my like staycations that we're doing because travel's not really a big thing right now.
2: But Years ago. Go. The the radio station sent me and Torg, when he was still hosting the show with me, so it must have been 2010, 2011, something like that, sent us to Arizona to spring training to do a week's worth of shows. Yes. And Torg used to live for years in Phoenix, so he was going back to his old stomping grounds. I had never been to Phoenix before, so he was sort of taking the lead on where we were going to go to eat. And he was telling me, Dude, we gotta go to T P. Tap Room, dude. T P. Tap Room, best Mexican food ever. We gotta go. So we did. We went to T P Tap Room. It was sort of an odd time. It was maybe like two or three o'clock in the afternoon. The place was empty. We were the only ones in there. And the claim to fame for T P. Tap Room is that George W. Bush, when he was campaigning for his first go around, his first term, he stopped at T P. Tap Room and, and had a meal. Yeah. And uh and so we walk in and, you know, the host is like, oh, two. And there's no one in the place. And Torg says, I want to sit in the Bush booth. Right? Show me where Bush ate. So then <laughs> okay. the, the woman's like, okay, well, right this way. You can sit, sit in this booth. And it's, there's a little plaque there. George W. Bush ate here at this booth. And so, of course, there's two sides to the booth. There's two seating areas. <laughs> Torg's like, which one did he sit at? I want to put my <laughs> ass on his ass. <laughs> and this this woman's like i think it was this size like yo thank or you know and so <laughs> i had to eat I, i'm dead serious we oh, ate half God. the meal oh, in, in one did. spot and then he had to switch spots with me so that he could for sure put his ass somewhere yes. where boosh had his ass <laughs> it was a, it was a good chimichanga though I'll tell you what
3: yeah I re- I remember hearing about how good it was and and not getting to experience it but I'll let you live uh, by the way people are tweeting at me I'm getting yelled at because apparently this diner is not in Van Wert it's in Napoleon which is a little ways away from Van Wert. All
2: right. I didn't you, know
3: this until just now. Someone posted this on Twitter, so blame them, but apparently if you want to go to Spangler's people Spengler's, from
2: Napoleon have a Napoleon complex. Yeah, if
3: you want to go see the donut, it's apparently in Napoleon, Ohio, not in Van Wert. But whatever, I'm done. I'm not going to make no, any more claims cuz what did if I'm Dan wrong? Dan
2: Quail put his ass here. <laughs> I want the Dan Quail spoon. I want a, I want a spoon for my donut, we please. We should do an entire show of just going to restaurants with Torg. That could be a podcast. Oh sure. Well, some of it could be a podcast. No, it it could. It it could all be a podcast.
3: Yeah, I guess. Um, I I, here's what will we do for the part where he has to get up five minutes after he eats and goes to the bathroom,
0: dude. I gotta go, dude. (laughs) Yeah,
3: I've got no
2: sphincter muscle, dude. That was the first pours out.
3: When I was interviewing to work at the station to work with you guys, you guys took me to lunch. We had a nice, I thought, nice conversation. It was fine. And then halfway through the conversation, we're eating our food. And then Torg is like, and he just got up and walked away
2: with really well, no explanation. I didn't have time to explain. It's no. coming out.
3: And I I was just like, what did I say? Have I ticked this guy off? What happened? And then you explained to me like, oh, yeah, he does that all the time. He can't control himself. He has to go poo right after <laughs> lunch. And so I was like, oh, right after. This is good to know. <laughs> Before, Like during. <laughs> right. Yeah. So that, that was like, okay, what? This is weird, but I guess
2: it'll work. So and You know uh, all the things in your head that you think, but you don't say because you're a human being? Of course. <laughs> yeah. Just every, every meal is like that with Torg, where you sit down like, hey, you got Coke Zero? No, I'm sorry. We don't.
1: Why not?
3: <laughs> <laughs> not like, yeah, I'm going to be mad about this, but I'm not going to bring it up. It's like, no, I got to tell you. <laughs> Why not? Well, we just, don't, we just don't have it, sir.
2: Did George Bush's ass sit here? <laughs>
3: We need that. A list of places where presidents have eaten. And you can go and you can have and then have a menu at every place of like, here's what the presidents have had at all these places. Like, remember when uh, Barack Obama went somewhere and got a hamburger and it was a big deal because he asked for Grey Poupon on the burger. And I remember a lot of people were like, Grey Poupon? Who does this guy think he is? What a crazy idea. Who does he
2: think he is? The president. (laughs)
3: <laughs> right, so it's like okay, he likes a little uh, Dijon mustard on his burger. I don't know. I let you live. Everybody eats burger the way they want to, but like I want to go to where that restaurant was and eat the Obama. I want to have like a Dijon mustard well, if, on if a you burger. You want to go where
2: Trump goes? You got to go get yourself a well done steak and put some ketchup on it because that's what he eats. Real? Oh, oh yeah, yeah that's he right. likes it. He likes it well done. Well done with, with the ketchup. The ketchup. That's. i Trump would be best friends. At least on the, when it uh, comes
3: to food. Yeah, on the steak. I would, I would go anywhere like where a president has eaten. We have, Ohio has so many presidents from here anyway. Yeah, but not any of recent vintage. I know, but if there's like, there's gotta be a restaurant where like, I don't know, did Taft go somewhere and eat and that restaurant, restaurant is still around? Well, that's what I'm saying. There's gotta be one that's still around, like an old steakhouse or something. Let's go there. That's where I wanna go.
1: Not dumb enough yet? I don't know. Good news. Good news. More Common Man and T-Bone weekends coming up next. The Fan, Ohio sports destination. Rapid Fire number five. T-Bone told us last week about the TikTok video starring the guy on the skateboard singing a Fleetwood Mac song. If you were putting a similar video together, what song would you like to use? Mm. Oh, it's interesting. Do I have to be on a skateboard? No, 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 no. I was going to be
3: say because that would cupcake be
2: cupcake or something. Yeah. yeah.
3: Okay. So it's just it's just a chill out kind of vibe is what we're looking
2: for here. But you're lip syncing the song. Oh yeah, that's fine. I think um, I would pick Natalie Imbruglia's "Torn." That's that's my pick. You would? I feel like that would be fun. Yeah. I'm just that's... like like I'm kneading dough or something. Maybe that can be my thing. I can have a TikTok uh, account. Man, I sound like I'm a million. <laughs> I'm, first, I was going to say TikTok a, station.
3: No, you get it. Yeah, you go on TikTok. You put on a, a Natalie Imbruglia, whatever, Natalie Imbruglia song. Yeah, and, then you and I'm make, like,
2: needin', I'm kneading pizza dough and flowers flying up in the air. But you have to look up and sing like a line
3: from the song and mm-hmm. then go back to what you were doing. Absolutely. I think I'd go with like Eric Church drinking my hand and it's just me sitting on my back porch drinking a beer. I think that's, I mean, that's, that's pretty easy. boring.
2: Well, I not needing dough, I guess, but I'm needing dough right now. Natalie and Brilliant, by the way, in this video super hot. <laughs> right. Unbelievable hot. And normally I'm not a fan of the, the women down. with the short hair. But in this video there were many a lonely nights where young common man watched this video and said, If only Natalie and Brilliant knocked on the door right now. Uh-huh. Things would happen. And by things, I mean she would slap me.
1: <laughs> say, get away from she me! She
2: probably would. Yeah. You'd watch this on TikTok, right? If I'm sneaky, get- yeah, no and sure. Sneaky, good song. I'll give you five million dollars if you can name another Natalie Brilliant song. Oh,
3: there's there's so many of them, Mike. I mean, she had a fantastic career. I'm going to uh-huh. say that
2: she was an actress in uh, yeah. Australia
3: yeah she's australian she she had a song called uh wishing i was there that was pretty big Mm -hmm. big mistake i have the album yeah so there you go there's a couple songs from hers
2: you You think i should disrobe while i knead the dough no no
3: i don't think you understand what tiktok is tiktok is all about good vibes
2: why is that not a good vibe i'm so happy i'm making dough i'm just taking my clothes off People
3: do that. I think they have like limits to what you're allowed to do on TikTok. I don't think you can just like I'll take pixelate the myself. Off. <laughs> you got CGI over there? Yeah, I'll get oh, some okay. CGI. Wow, you got like you're making bread. You got you know d- DreamWorks Productions mm-hmm. over there digitally enhancing things mm-hmm. or blurring them out or whatever you're I'll doing. I put the dough on my privates. Oh well, that's a whole new level right there. There's. There are a lot of people who do like cooking TikTok stuff, where they give you tips on how to like make a thing. So they show you like here, here's the dough, here's what I do. You can watch me, with my erotic dough making. I think you got to keep the video under like a minute, though. It's not like they're not long. TikToks are not like you're not like looking for a 74 minute epic here of you baking bread. I mean, they're
2: well. How long's the song? Can it not last the song? No, you don't play the
3: whole song on TikTok. I'm sorry. Good lord. Now let me ask a question though. Do you
2: have to? Because all these songs are copyrighted, you could just use whatever song you want. That's what TikTok is.
3: Yeah, they've 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 found I a way no to idea. do that. I have
2: no idea what their business yeah, model. Yeah, you or... can.
3: Yeah, you. It's all about like putting music with videos that you have. So they have a lot of songs on there that
2: are already just preloaded. You can search oh, for them. I had no idea. I'll have to yeah, search. and then you and you can use it now. Them. If I if I make the video of me like kneading dough with my genitals, mm-hmm. okay. Will the Chinese see this? I have no idea about. That. I mean, I, yeah, it is owned by a Chinese company, but
3: I think they're in the process of selling it to the U.S. Okay, to
2: a U.S. Because I don't. Company. I don't care if Americans, you know, just see my.
3: I don't care if anybody meetings, sees. But Go ahead,
2: everybody can look. I don't care.
3: Watch what I'm doing. What am I doing? Nothing. I'm that's boring. True. That's what I. That's what I tell everybody.
2: Yeah, because Kristen's all like, I don't know how it. I don't know how it knew what I was searching for. Now I'm seeing ads for everything. I don't care. Oh, send me, send me. Ads. You know what? I don't care. <laughs>
3: Don't ever watch the social dilemma then on Netflix. If you, cause that, like, I'm usually pretty low key on all that stuff, but man, that even that, they tell you, they tell you exactly how it knows. Like, it's listening to you. It is looking for things that they think you will like. And then it is trying to connect those things to you at all times. But yeah, there's a whole documentary on, it on Netflix that came out not too long ago. You can definitely find, if she wants to find out
2: how it knew, you can watch that and find out. My favorite story of the day so far has been uh, the NFL suspending Ian Rappaport <laughs> for two weeks. <laughs> now, Ian Rappaport is a reporter for NFL Network and NFL.com, and he breaks stories and all this other stuff. Well, on his social media channels last week, he posted a commercial for uh, Manscaped, which is a you know little thing that helps dudes with their pubes, I guess. You know? It's a it's a razor.
3: It's a it's a, like yeah. an
2: electric razor for your yeah, but curlies. it's
3: specifically made for
2: down there. Right, right. Yeah, All right. got it. Joe Norelko one day woke up and said, "I'm going to develop something," and then Joe <laughs> Joe great grandson's like, "Nope." I'm not concentrating on the face.
3: No, no, no. We're not doing face now. We're all downstairs. So Every, yeah.
2: the NFL has suspended him for two weeks, and some people said, well, it's because they, they find this product to be offensive. No, that's not the case, because the San Francisco 49ers have a partnership with this company, Manscaped, where this is, according to the San Francisco 49ers' <laughs> own news release, they have declared that Manscaped is the official below the waist grooming partner of the San Francisco 49ers. <laughs> their words. I,
3: think I just, <laughs> Hold on. I just, the mental image of like San Francisco 49ers fans walking around like with upstairs, like on their face, they have like, I don't know, the Ted Kaczynski going on, just right. a Unkempt. crazy unkept beard. But if they were to take their pants off for you, it would look like a sculpture down there would, exactly. or like or like the Masters. It would just be like the green that you've never seen down there. It's beautiful. Mm-hmm. I like that the idea is just, no, 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 above the waist, we can't tell you. But below the waist, we've got a solution. CJ
2: Beathard may not be able to throw a pass, <laughs> but his hedges are always clipped <laughs> below the waist manscaped. Yeah. So it's not that they had a problem with the the product. I guess the problem is that, you know, he can't just post things to social media like that without the NFL's okay. I assume there's something to
3: do with like I don't know, maybe there's something to do with him being a journalist, not being able to do endorsements, or if he does as an employee of the NFL, he has to then say, "Okay, NFL, are you okay with me having an endorsement deal in this specific area?" because right, maybe the right. NFL's working on something you know, maybe there's a competitor, Mike. Maybe there's another there's, you know, another, there's another ball razor out there that <laughs> <laughs> you don't want to get in a competition. You don't want it to be a problem. So you just don't want to give the competition the light of day if the NFL's like we were just, damn it Ian, we were hammering out this deal. You've messed it up. <laughs> we had Equator Razors on the line. They were ready to go. South o' the Equator Razors. They were here and they were ready. They've left. They left the meeting. We've never of you. felt a coin purse like this. Ever. <laughs> Velvet coin purse was here, Ian. They were in the building and they saw your tweet and they ran. They said, How dare you? And they spit in our face and they left.
1: All your favorite fan shows are available when you want them. Head to 971thefan.com and hit that subscribe button. The Fan Ohio Sports Destination.
2: Here's something else that was confirmed today. Now, we knew it was coming, but it was confirmed today. That all 127 D1 college football teams are eligible for bowls. (laughs) Great. There there are no bowl criteria except you must be alive.
3: I just want to point out that in the year of 2020, which I know this will leak into 2021, right? Because I don't think they're going to play all these bowl games in 2020. But but,
2: let's just talk about 2020 as the poo and look forward to the the good times of 2021.
3: I'm just saying that in the year of 2020, it was like things that we are able to do. Watch the Buffalo Wild Wings Bowl. Things we are not safely able to do, like hug our parents (laughs) without a mask on. (laughs) It's just like what happened to this year? why, why are we here right now? Can we just move forward to like when we can all get back to normal things?
2: Uh, it's what I look forward to every single day, bone, hugging your parents, and I know you're a, you <laughs> yeah right. <laughs> <laughs> it's a thing you've missed the most this
3: year. I'm quite sure is that physical touch
2: mm-hmm. touch actually, uh, I had my parents over on uh Saturday for dinner. Yeah. Right, and my mom walked in the door and just planted a big one on me. Oh, did she? Just sort of well, she she forgot, and I, you know, I get it. Yeah, yeah. You just, she just sort of forgot, and you know, I said, well, you didn't have to use tongue. That was awkward, (laughs) but it's something that you wouldn't even think about in the past. Or it's like mom comes over for dinner, gives you a little kiss, and it's no big deal. That's just what it is. Yeah, but it was I was I was painfully aware of it, and it was. The response was probably not very good where I just kicked her out of my house and said, Get out of here, B. <laughs> Come back. You're not we welcome here.
3: You can know, no, uh, no fluid exchanges during COVID. I That's a rule. I kicked her cane right out from under her, too. She <laughs> fell. Oh. I hope it wasn't one of those hurricanes where it just like collapsed on her and then she had to like, well, those are like magic wands. No, I love those. It's things. not, a, cool it's not
2: a, it's not a hurricane, but you know, my psychosis. Right. Your, no. You know my psychosis when it comes to things being clean and stuff like that. Oh,
3: you, well, yeah, I know how
2: that. the the Pope would have to take his shoes off in my house. I don't allow anybody with shoes on in my house. It's like a Japanese household. I don't know why we don't live like that. It's beautiful, anyway. You know, I've had company over. I change the toilet seats. I throw them away. I have I have problems. I know. Yes, my, you told my us. Point. Yeah. But my mom has has needed a cane for walking, and so while uh. You know, she takes her shoes off when she gets in the house. The cane, you know, oh. that, that was out on the ground. <laughs> outside. That was out on the ground outside. So you know what I did? What did you I do? bought the same exact cane and just have it in my house and trade my mom at the door. No joke. <laughs> <laughs> so I have an inside cane for my mom to use when she comes to my house. Paul Bearer had the same thing
3: by the way where he had outside cane and then inside
2: oh, cane. Oh yes!
3: <laughs> now, can I ask though why wouldn't you just take like a Clorox wipe and then Clorox off the no, bottom of no, it and no, then dry can't. it
2: off with a paper towel? That's and hand not it back ridiculous. To her? That takes a lot of time. <laughs> I don't like want to do that. Instead, I just swap seconds, her. I just swap just... the cane at the door.
3: Yeah, this is See, I've gotten so bad now cuz I'm doing the shows in the basement. You know, I don't like being cold. So I actually like for a long time, not a long time, for a lot of the days during the summer, I was sitting down here with like flip flops on and I would come downstairs, have my flip flops on, but the, you know, the floor is cold. I would get cold. I didn't have anything on my feet. So I just started putting my shoes on, like my regular going outside shoes to come down the basement that keeps my feet warm and makes me feel better. But then I have forgotten that I have them on. And then it's like I'm in my house. And then I get, I get upstairs, I'm like walking down the hallway and I'm like, ah, I got my shoes, ah, and I'd forget. And so then I'd have to, yeah, not vacuum it. And I thought at the time when I did it the first time, I thought Mike would lose his mind. I would lose my mind if this happened in his house. And I don't blame you. And I, I kind of was mad at myself, but then I thought, well, whatever it's 2020. What am I going to do?
2: Well, you know what else? Why don't we just look, I'm doing this to make you feel better about yourself. Okay, because maybe people are driving it. around saying, you know, I, I have some problems. No, you think you have problems. I have problems. <laughs> All right, so I have a cane in my house specifically for my mom, an inside cane to swap out her outside cane. Whenever we have, like, service people come or a delivery come, you know, they sometimes can't take their shoes off because it's a, it's a rule, for their yeah, company, they can't right. take their shoes off. But what they do have are booties. I don't trust their booties. I don't know where their booties have been. <laughs> Who the hell knows? I have booties in the house that I give these guys specifically for my house. <laughs> no, don't put on your booty, put on my booty. Yeah. Um, Canes and booties. And I, that's I know that's what we that have at the Common Man
3: House. I'm, I'm not saying this because I think it's changing anything. I, I just, and I'm sure you have thought of this, you know when they go home. Like they are like, well, how was work today, honey? I got to tell you, we it was pretty normal except for this one house where we went, where the guy had booties for us, like had our own shoes. I don't booties. care what he says. I know I, know you, don't, I know you don't. I know that. I know that you don't care about that. I'm, I'm very nice. I, 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 offer, I
2: offer them beverages. Right, I'm, it's not like I'm Zach Granke greeting him at the door. Like, get in here, a hole, and put on this booty. I'm very nice about it. I tell them, look, this is my problem, not your problem. Can you put on these booties for me? <laughs>
3: You know what I saw that they have i don 't know if 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 you 've gotten to this level yet, but I saw like I was watching a show about touring like mansions when people are buying like in l a buying a five million dollar ten million dollar twenty million dollar mansion yeah they you know same thing people don 't want to take their shoes off the people buying these houses are not exactly used to like being told what to do. But also, the people selling the house don't exactly want people just traipsing through their house with yeah, their shoes. Yeah, you're on. still in someone else's house. Yeah, so the compromise is they have these machines that, like, basically shrink wrap your shoe with your foot still in it. Oh, I got dude. And you, you walk
2: in, you stick your foot in Maybe that thing. Instead and of it's- getting me the big black muscle relaxer for Christmas, <laughs> like you did last year, you can get me one of these things. <laughs> Give me something oh, yeah. I
3: can use, yeah. man. <laughs> I'm sure that's, I'm sure that's right in the price range of what we usually do for gifts. But you know what? I will research it for you, my friend. I will see what it is. But that's what they, that's what they have in these houses where you just stick your foot in and it, just zip, and it puts a little plastic oh, wrap on there. God. You walk around the house. And then when you're done, I guess you can just peel it off, throw it away, and you're, you're all good. But then there's no awkwardness. Then there's no like, oh, do I take my shoes off or not? It's just, yeah, whatever you're wearing. Now I don't know how this works if we're wearing like a sandal and they got like a shrink gun like a heat gun sh- shrink
2: wrapping your i was foot. gonna say do you think it works for sexy time <laughs> just put whatever you got no, in just there, right there and see what happens. just wraps everything up for you <laughs> all done
3: oh honey it's getting really romantic <laughs> i'm just and then all of a sudden it's like hang on a second it's like i gotta get out the food saver <laughs> <laughs> you beat me to it <laughs> i'm, so, I'm sorry i'm sorry Food saver! I'm sorry. You got the vacuum
2: sealed. (laughs) i got to get out the Floby. Floby is the food saver. Got to heat shrink this bad boy. (laughs) That's
3: right, yes.
2: What's that, a little plastic ring? Get out of (laughs) here.
3: I'm sorry. The only thing I've
2: I've ever
3: ordered online is the Pocket (laughs) Fisherman. I have no idea what any of this is.
2: What year is this? Ancient technology, okay, in my hands okay. to put something on.
3: <laughs> just very quickly, because this segment's already just completely gone, I'll just ask you this. Ted and I were talking about this during the, during the break, because we, you brought up shopping online and ordering things like the Food Saver. Do you remember this thing? Did you ever hear of this thing called Finger Hut? Are you aware of the Finger Hut magazine uh, catalog? No. Okay, Ted and I were talking about this, and I didn't know if you'd ever heard of it. My grandmother always used to get these, and I know a lot of people used to get them. I don't know if they even are still around. It was like QVC in a magazine. It was just like a catalog that you would get. It was all mail-order stuff, and it had all kinds. It was almost like QVC slash Amazon before any of that existed, and you just called a number, and you could order stuff, and they would send it to you, but it was all in this catalog, and it would come out like, I don't know, four times a year, the Finger Hut catalog. I'm, I would love to know if anybody actually remembers that at Man and Bo 971. Did you have, or do you still get the Finger Hut catalog now that
2: we're talking well, I about I get like some catalogs like that. Like, what's that company? Like that Hammaker, Schlemaker, whatever it is, Tommy <laughs> I, Hammaker. You ever get those? No, I have never got those catalogs Tommy where it's like, you know, world's best, best pair of socks, you know, and it's world's best everything, world's best Christmas tree, world's best uh, pair of wool pants, you know, cashmere sweater oh. you can put in the laundry, stuff like that.
3: Yeah, Fingerhut by the way, fingerhut.com is still around, so you can at least order stuff through there. Okay. So they apparently still do this, but yeah, I don't know, maybe they have the maybe I can find your shoe shrink wrap thing there and order it. And uh yeah, that would be that would tie this whole segment together very nicely. Common man and
2: T-Bone weekend. I have some uh college basketball news for you, some Buckeye basketball news for you. Exactly. You know, the Buckeyes are gonna play in that tournament in the Bahamas that was moved to Sioux Falls, South Dakota, because that's where we move all these tournaments. That was slightly different from the first one. It, it was. Way. It was up a little bit, yeah. I think we need another one.
1: You
3: can't da 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 bad You can't do that.
2: Stop. now we know the Buckeyes will go to Sioux Falls, South Dakota, and they will play Memphis. In the first round of the crossover classic on November 25th. Right. If they beat Memphis, they will move on to face the winner of West Virginia and Texas a and I don't like the be. I don't like That's that. why I keep playing it. Oh, by the way, Tim Hall would like to remind you to get a flu shot. It's very important for everybody to get their flu shot this year. Here is audio of Tim getting one. And I'm getting the shot right now. Here it comes.
1: And it's over. Mm
2: -hmm. (laughs) Never gets old to me. I love hearing that audio. Mm -hmm. That was either him getting a flu shot or pleasuring his wife. You can decide for yourself. (laughs)
1: More stupidity awaits you. Well, that's all the information I need. Common Man and T-Bone Weekend returns on the other side of the break. The Fan, Ohio sports destination. When it
2: comes to Michigan football, it feels like you and me live in a bizarre world, where we, we look at what Jim Harbaugh has accomplished. We look at the expectations that this program should have. We look at the amount of money that he's making. And it seems like we're the only one. And once in a while, you'll see an article pop up from the Detroit people, from the Michigan people, but nationally for some reason, Jim Harbaugh continues to get a pass. And I I saw this article today. Here's the headline. Pete Thamel, Yahoo Sports. With contract uncertainty, does Jim Harbaugh need to justify his salary this season? What are we doing (laughs) What are we talking about? Let me read because they talk about how in 14 months he's going to be out of a contract and that's unheard of in college football. Usually these guys have extensions every 10 seconds. Now, we did hear from Jim Harbaugh earlier in the pandemic where he said, yeah, we had a contract extension done and then, you know, coronavirus hit. So we'll probably get back to it at some point. And at the time, you and I were like, huh? Contract extension. Why don't you fire his ass? Anyway, here's a here's a paragraph from this story. It remains unlikely Michigan would fire Harbaugh, even if they flop this season, as many around the Big Ten are predicting. He's gone 47-18 and and finished ranked in four of his five seasons. But the lingering contract uncertainty dovetails with an increasing feeling that Harbaugh has generally underperformed at Michigan. The current roster and recruiting trajectory don't point to Michigan changing weight classes anytime soon. Ah! Bah! Now look, as a Buckeye fan... Keep him there forever. Sign him to a lifetime contract. It's nice to have a punching bag. I don't care if Michigan never beats Ohio State and this rivalry turns boring. I don't care. That doesn't appeal to me. All right? But what I don't get is that I'm reading real, not fanboy articles out there, real articles asking if the, the unexpected could happen this year, and LSU is so bad that Ed Orgeron loses his job. At LSU he won a national championship last year he went through the SEC meat grinder he beat Clemson in Alabama and we're talking about LSU possibly, I don't think it's real, but possibly changing head coaches after they won a championship last December, this this, uh, January, excuse me, in 2020, they won a national championship, yet Jim Harbaugh we ask questions like, I don't know, is he worth the $8 million? Well, they're not going to fire him, are they? What are we doing?
3: What are you doing? It almost is like, and I'll make a car analogy here, you know I love those, Mike. It's like Michigan won. Wants to be in the club of having like the premier coach, right? So there's only so many of these guys who have the name association that a Jim Harbaugh does. Kind of like, I don't know, Ferrari, let's just say, right? But if you get, if you go to like a Ferrari club owners meeting and you show up with like, a beaten up Ferrari that's got rust spots all over it. And it's the engine isn't even really running right. And you're kind of like got a spare tire on there. Like you're in the Ferrari club, I guess, but no one there's going to take you seriously as being like, wow. Yeah. You've got a really nice car. You just happen to have one that has the badge on it. And it's like, Michigan is so desperate to be in that club. They are thrilled to make Ferrari-level payments on a car that isn't doing anything like a Ferrari would. And that's what they've got with Jim Harbaugh is premier-level coaching payment, but not premier-level performance. And you're right. It's everywhere else around the country, they look at it and go... Yeah, but I mean uh, Michigan's just gra- they're glad to have a Ferrari again. Like they they are still like hyped up I, on the I fact that, it. that Michigan is like, "Yes, well we got Jim Harbaugh. Did you know he went to a Super Bowl? How many coaches could we Michigan couldn't find another coach that would want to coach there that previously coached in a Super Bowl." So what? Like what does that matter? I, I don't know. How many Super Bowls by the way have Nick Saban and Dabo Swinney been to? I'll I'll wait for your answer on that as far as head coaches. When they were head coaches, how many they've been to? Not any. So that doesn't matter in college football, but yet you're right. It's like we're supposed to bow down at the thought that Jim Harbaugh is still this great coach. I'm with you. By all means, keep keep on pretending like you're in that club, but you're not as long as Jim Harbaugh is your head coach, and it's not going to change. He's not suddenly going to turn into an elite college football coach. He really has never been that. And if you want to argue he got teams to punch above their weight – when he was at, you know, San Diego State and Stanford, that's fine, but that's not the job they're paying him to do now in Michigan. They are paying him to win national championships or at least everywhere else in the country when you pay a guy that amount of money, that's the expectation
2: and they're not anywhere close to it. I was talking to Teddy before the show and, you know, Teddy, I wanted to th- throw your head through the plate glass window in my office because, you know, teddys he, he gives you these passive-aggressive statements, right, where I'm ranting and raving about this, just like I did right here. And Teddy explained it away by saying, well, what do you expect, man? He's their Trestle. And I said, no, Trestle was only our Trestle because he consistently beat his rival and won a national championship. If Trestle lost to Michigan every single year and didn't play for a Big Ten championship, he wouldn't be our Trestle because he wouldn't have this job. It makes no I, sense to me okay. why they protect his shortcomings.
3: I will defend Teddy only in Don't the sense that No 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 no. They have such low expectations at that program that it doesn't surprise me that they have just developed this little envelope of love, some of them, around Jim Harbaugh, that no matter what he does, they can't find a way to get rid of him. But let's also not forget that when Trestle was our trestle, like We had every week people calling in saying, I don't know about this offense. It, yeah, great. We, you beat, oh, you know, Ohio by a touchdown or had a late field goal or whatever. Like, but what's going to happen when you actually have to play the big boys in college football? How many times did that discussion happen during the trestle era? Right. Like it still happened that they got there to national championships. They won one of them and were always in the top five. But there were still people here during the Trestle era going, not so sure this is the guy. Could we do better? Now, we look back on it and say, oh, Jim Trestle, and and he's rightfully revered. But in the moment, Ohio State fans didn't even revere Trestle the way that probably maybe we should have. But, yeah, Jim Harbaugh is definitely not in that category, even though that's how they treat him there.
2: He doesn't belong there. So to answer the very simple question, does Jim Harbaugh need to do more to justify his eight million dollars salary? Hell yes! Mm -hmm. But as a Buckeye fan, let's just keep paying him the money and leave him there because he's no threat to us. Common man and T Bone Weekend, a twenty-year-old television show, got me in an argument with my wife last night. Oh, because we were we were we're we're, she was watching Everybody Loves Raymond and and uh, you know she enjoys the show. She didn't watch it when she was on, when it was on. So now she enjoys watching the reruns. I think they're on like TV Land or something at night. And I watched a little bit with her, and I, I can appreciate the show, but it it makes me physically angry to watch that show. I get like tense and aggravated watching that show because it's my contention that Patricia Heaton's character in that show, the wife in that show is the worst sitcom character in the history of the world. Because all she does... Whenever I get in an argument with my wife, it's always for the same thing. We don't fight often, but when we do, it's because I am dismissed. My anger is dismissed. My aggravation is dismissed as meaningless. And that drives me crazy. You may not agree... You also may not be aggravated like I'm aggravated, but let my anger and aggravation exist. Do not dismiss me. All she does on that show is dismiss. That's all she does. I don't know how Ray doesn't just pack a bag and leave every single episode. Between her and the parents and the brother, I don't know why he's not in an apartment on Adult Friend Finder by the end of every show. (laughs) I hate that show. The episode she was watching last night, Ray and, and Deborah made friends with this other couple. And the other couple has a really obnoxious kid. And only Ray can see the obnoxious kid for who he is. A right. demon spawn. All right? So there's this whole thing that happens. Anyway, Deborah doesn't like something that Ray did. So she corrects him and humiliates him. In front of the other couple. And I'm 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 sitting there and I'm I'm like having palpitations watching this. And I look over at Kristen, who has never done such a thing and will never do such a thing. She could be the angriest she's ever been. She will wait until that door closes and then let me have it. She will never correct me or go in on me in front of other people. I just she did nothing wrong. She's sitting there laughing in a sitcom. And I looked over at my wife and said, Divorce! If you ever do that to me, divorce. And she goes, "It's a show. What's the matter right. with you?" I said, "No, <laughs> I can't take this show. I can't watch this show." I know that's
3: that's the problem. Is like that was written specifically to get just that that show was written to get a comedic effect, right? And the, yes, how maddening! It, it, it's supposed to make you empathize with Ray. That like. Yeah, of course, he's seeing this kid for what he is. No one else can see it. He's going crazy about it,
2: and that's the comedy, and that's why they wrote it that way. It's not comedy; it's torture. See, if I were the star of that sitcom, every episode would end exactly the same—in the death of all of the characters. <laughs> They'd all just—that would be it. Even the dad who's just sitting there on the recliner. Yes, because the, the dad's pain in the ass too. I'm just saying, every everybody would be dead. Everybody's the name dead of the show because is because no, of Raymond. no one survives Raymond. No. <laughs>
3: Right. (laughs) Raymond kills everybody. That's right.
1: Yes. Not dumb enough yet? Oh, no. Good news. Good news. More Common Man and T-Bone weekends coming up next. The Fan, Ohio sports destination.
2: A listener sent me a a fun link. I was unaware of this website called Wayback Machine. Have you heard of this before? Yes. I was was unaware of it where they just have snapshots of websites past, and somebody sent me one of me in Spielman. (laughs) on the old 1460 the fan website when there was such a thing and my my photo on here looks like i'm 10 (laughs) and i was just reading i was reading my bio on the old website would you like me to read it to you go ahead uh it says in addition to co-hosting spielman on sports mike Ricardotti is the host of the buckeye postgame show buckeye roundtable and buckeye game day Mike arrived in Columbus in December of 2003 after a successful stint as an FM talk show host in Chicago. Well, quite frankly, if it was so successful, I wouldn't be here. (laughs) I added that. Mike has experience as a sports director, a producer at the Sporting News Radio Network, and play-by-play announcer for football and basketball. In addition to his radio work, Mike has done voice work for several cartoons. Lie. Never what? did it. That's something I put on my resume when I first started applying for radio jobs. <laughs> so and it, why did you why? put that on there? Why? Because I, I wanted it to seem interesting. It's a lie. That yeah, was but, back before the days where you could stream stuff. Because uh, now yeah, it's like, well, oh, I was in cartoons. They're so like, oh, which ones? Let's pull on look it up now. I can get anything I want right now. <laughs> no, I, they couldn't prove it. So I'm like, oh, yeah, I did cartoons. No it's one it's questioned also- it.
3: It's also interesting to me because I picture you as having not, I don't want to say a disdain for cartoons,
2: but they certainly don't seem to be something you, you enjoy no, watching on a regular basis. they're not, they're basis. not at my alley. But this, this right. last sentence is what got me. He also writes a weekly NFL column for This Week in Football called Brainwaves. I don't remember any of that. That one I sounds m- too I, specific I, that I may you may have, have done it, but I don't remember <laughs> any of that. And it was called Brainwaves. Teddy, do you remember... This week in football was that a dispatch publication that we contributed to?
1: that sounds right I think you're uh, on the right track All right. I don't, I, don't remember, I
3: mean I don't remember it but I, it, I didn't read I didn't read much back then or now so I, don't I don't remember don't
2: any of it but anyway, that was my bio that I had interesting
3: I, uh, I, th- I think the I, I really find the cartoon thing interesting and also that you were a published author that's that's pretty interesting.
2: Published author?
3: Yeah, published in a paper. That's published. That's not...
2: I mean, it's not like... A, it's not writing a book, when but you're, I'm saying, if, if it was indeed a dispatch-owned thing, the company that owned the radio station owned the magazine that I wrote for. So by published author, you mean cheap labor yes. because they didn't have to hire another writer to write something. They just That's said, correct. hey, stupid radio guy, can you put a couple words together? Yes? Okay, we'll pay you zero dollars. Thank I mean, you. Me again. I... I- I like how much
3: energy is going into this, like not being a thing. When you also then lied about being a cartoon voice. Oh, I'm a, t- I'm a
1: b-
2: big liar,
3: <laughs> total liar. But at least that one was a legit thing that you did. Was you sat down and wrote something every week for someone.
2: May not have been very good, but at least it got there and it was published. See, that's, that's all I was that's saying. Interesting thing about me, my, it drives my wife crazy. Actually, is that when I was a younger man, I lied about everything. My whole life was a lie. Yeah, right? I would just and for no reason, I would just throw in little tidbits that were complete lies in conversation. Yes, yeah, see that just that, that to amuse just, myself. Yes, yeah,
3: and, and it's something that, quite honestly, when you tell me about it, it gives me anxiety because well,
2: it gives like, me anxiety now because now I'm the complete opposite of that. Right, yes. where I don't lie ever, and much to the disdain of my wife, because she says to me sometimes, you know, I wish you would just lie once in a while because now it's like, do I look good in this? And it's like, I've seen you in better, quite frankly. <laughs> I don't where's she going? She's not going anywhere. I don't care. I don't lie about anything anymore. And she wants me to lie once in a right. while.
3: Yeah. See, so, you no, know, I get I get the anxiety when you tell me about things that you used to say, and I'm like, oh man, if I lied about that, in a second. It would be like I just don't have the radar to know who I can lie to. And that's that's what prevents me from it. Maybe not a moral obligation. I know that if I said something like, Oh yeah, I was in cartoons, they'd be like, Oh, really? I've worked in the cartoon industry for 30
2: years. I know almost every voice actor. I was thinking that wasn't going to happen. There was one time, I think I was like 21 years old or something, and I was flying back uh, from Vegas. I went to Vegas from Chicago to visit a, a buddy of mine who lived in Vegas. And when I got to the airport, they bumped me to first class. I had never flown in first class in my entire life, and it would be a long time before I ever flew in first class again. But they they bumped me up to first class, and I'm just like, I'm going to make up a whole identity for myself in first class I (laughs) sat down and talked to the guy next to me I made up a whole thing he's because he's like oh what do you do and I'm like oh I'm a stand-up comedian I was working here and here and here in Las Vegas oh you didn't see my show oh and again this was back in the time where like right now that guy could just get on his phone and google me and say you're full of crap you didn't do we didn't have any of that there was that didn't exist I mean we had phones but you couldn't do any fun stuff on your phone like look stuff up so I just lied lied for fun and now I'm the complete opposite of that (laughs)
3: Where you choose not to lie at all. I do, I do find that interesting though. Just one last thing on this is that the morals of society, people might think we are more ethical now than we used to be because more people. May be more aggressive. No, but now it's like, right, like you can put stuff on your LinkedIn page and people will be able to figure out that you're full of crap and they will instantly be able to call you out on it as opposed to 20 years ago where you're right, people would put stuff on their resume. They didn't actually do it. There wasn't a way to verify it and they'd get away with it. It's not that we've gotten better society. There's just more checks on us (laughs) as a society. And that's why people are a little, maybe seemingly more honest and stuff like
2: that. That must have been
3: a paradise
2: to apply for jobs where you could just make up a job. And put like your friend's phone number down as yeah, the employer right. for the job, and then what, maybe they would call, maybe they wouldn't call. But it was you couldn't just go online and look it up. Is this real? I don't know. I guess it is. They put it down here. It must be right. Of course. Well, I
3: mean we've we've talked about this too. How I mean, a hundred years ago, think about like that, where you had serial killers that would do horrible things, and then they would just be like, oh. Yeah, what happened to Sally? Oh, she went on a trip out west. I don't know. Yes, I was the last person seen with her, but she said she wanted to go see her mother in California. Mm-hmm. We live here in the middle of Kansas and what are you going to do? Go take an eight day trip to California to verify that? Of course you're not. And then they got away with it and they lived their lives and that was like how it was. And that's terrible and frightening, but that's so at least we've progressed past that, Mike. Now we've, we've moved on to where you, you can verify a lot of things that we couldn't verify
2: previously. That's yes. Good. See, my wife knows that I will never, ever cheat on her. First of all, I'm a goblin who wants me, right? Right. Yeah. And, and, but there's the practical reason. I Of course, I love her. But the practical reason is she knows I just couldn't go through the effort of lying <laughs> and hiding things. and Because I'm just too tired. I'm too tired to lie. I will yeah, not do it. I get
3: that. It is it is a bit exhausting, I think. See, I've told my wife on the other hand, I know that she could cheat on me anytime she wanted to because of the fact uh, among other reasons that I am always able to be checked on from 3 to 6. So like if we weren't in a pandemic, like I would be at work and the kids would be it's like she could easily if it was like, "Whoa, is your husband going to come in on us?" She could flip on the radio and be like, "He's right there." Go mm-hmm. ahead. Until like that this one is,
2: day where we pre-record the show just to get her.
3: <laughs> By the way, I have never been told her. I don't see any indication that that's going on. I'm just making the point that anybody who well, works in radio culpable,
2: too is like, oh, is this is caught him on the floor. Okay, whatever. <laughs> anyway, how was your day today, honey? <laughs> Good. I'm sorry, <laughs> that's pointing Tim out
3: Hull's house. I'm just pointing out that people who are in the media, people who are like live at, on TV, like, are on the radio, mm-hmm. like. It's a much easier to cheat on them than it would be on like a regular person. who could just show up at home anytime they want to. Maybe they're do- covering a Blue Jackets
2: game. <laughs> could be, they? Could be. It I could be doing anything, is. Mike. You don't know. You just don't know. That's right. Hey, anyway, <laughs> man, there's more that I can do. I there's more that I want to do. I know you. I know we have is. a whole show of just dissecting all my old lies. Mm. I don't remember yeah. a ton of them, but apparently I was also a columnist. For- this week in football. So now, is seventh heaven a lie or is that true? No, that's that's true.
3: That's a hundred percent true.
2: Yeah. All right, that's true. She she wishes it was a lie. <laughs> Bev, my gal. Yeah, yeah your gal.
3: Indianapolis, Mike. I saved this story for last because I was hoping we could get your thoughts or a former coach of Philip Rivers' thoughts.
1: Oh yeah. About yeah,
3: if Chuck Amato Chuck could Kamado weigh in. Chuck Amato here. Uh, so the Colts. Said they don't have any plans of benching Philip Rivers, but Frank Reich was talking with the media and apparently had to apologize because after they lost to the Browns, he said, Philip Rivers is our quarterback. And then he had a quote where he basically said, uh, Philip Rivers is playing, quote, really good football. That's the least of my worries. He got ripped by, you know, the media and fans and everybody else for that. So he came back. On Monday, and said, "I admit that statement I made was dramatic and probably overdone. My apologies for that statement. Not the best statement. So <laughs> clear, clearly backed off that of the is love the best statement. <laughs> well, what does Chuck Amato think? How did he look against the Browns? Where he, in my mind, looked pretty bad.
2: Philip Rivers may throw some interceptions from time to time, but his sperm never gets intercepted. It always finds the target. His <laughs> wife just gave birth again." <laughs>
3: What is what is Philip Rivers' loins QBR or would that be an LBR? Million. I don't know. It's off the page. It's totally off the Can't page. Can
2: even measure it? If the max is one hundred, it's a million.
3: Chuck Amato. <laughs> I wonder if he gave Chuck Amato that car he used to ride in. Remember that Phil Rivers because they were no. they lived in San Diego. Oh, that's, that's that's but right. they had to travel to L.A. When he was with the Chargers, when they moved up there, so he got a special SUV built that had a giant TV in the back and like controls, so he could watch film for the hour, hour and a half, whatever it is, drive every day to go to and from practice. I did, but now he doesn't need that. He lives in Indy, so well,
2: he lives in Indy, but his family doesn't. He's getting other women pregnant.
3: <laughs> Who's breaking your news!
2: Watch out!
3: That's a, that's a breaking news that's right raid. there.
2: He tucked his family down in the south. <laughs>
3: All right, Who's well, your thank, daddy? You, thank you, Chakabato. I'm glad yeah, you waited. Who you, Daddy? <laughs> More
1: stupidity awaits you. Oh. That's all the information I need. Common Man and T-Bone Weekend returns on the other side of the break. The Fan, Ohio Sports Destination. Happy
2: Monday, Reaction Monday. It's also Columbus Day or Indigenous Peoples Day, but I think we all can unite because that's what we are on this show we unifiers. unifiers. Yeah, yeah, unifiers, uniters. Same thing. Yeah. Today's Les Miles' day. Les Miles, current Kansas head coach, has the corona. We wish him well. Former LSU head coach, won the national championship there. Known for saying weird, bizarre things during his press availability. We have collected those weird things over the years, and nothing warms my heart more than his Columbus Day message. Since it is Columbus Day, we're going to play it, celebrate all weird things, less miles. Let's take a listen.
0: Good afternoon. Just want to remind everybody that it's Columbus Day, that uh, all those of you that know Italians and like Italians or the people that might venture onto a ship and travel to explore and find new lands. Uh, this is your day. So... Uh, um it's not St. Paddy's Day. So that's a different day entirely.
3: Again, <laughs> it never gets old. I just I just wanna like we've I we have heard that clip dozens of times, oh, if not hundreds yes, of times. Hundreds of times. It never gets old. The thing that I am always and still am staggered by is the fact that he would routinely walk in to press conferences about his football team and drop these kind of nuggets. That were kind of not related. I mean, yes, it apparently this was on Columbus Day when he was doing this, but other than that, like he would just there wasn't anything like, oh yeah, you know, today is D Day and I had family who you know fought in World War II or I just have a tremendous. No, you're right. Respect. There was none of that. Like, it's just it's just this is the day. This today is this day, and then I'm going to say something along the lines of, if you are a land explorer, you know, someone who today in this era of time, goes on a boat and is like, I'm going to go until it stops because I think we may not have found everything, then this is your day. Like, does he think in his head people were still doing that? Does he think people are getting on like a Delta flight and going, well, this says New York City, but I think it's going to land somewhere else and it's going to be somewhere we've never been. Like, what was he talking
2: about there? Who are these explorers? None of it makes sense. You know what else is coming up soon? What's, what's the that? the election? So, of you know, course, I mean, election yes. day. Does does Les have thoughts on that? Well, you you bet your ass he does.
0: Just recognize that uh, it's uh, election day coming up. where uh, all a, uh, uh, all those model citizens will get off and uh, take care of their uh their duties to uh their country. This is not uh, Columbus Day, it's not just for the Italians, it's certainly not St. Paddy's Day, it's not just for the Irish. It is for all of those who have the ability to vote in our country. So get out and do that, please.
2: Maybe you're you're asking yourself <laughs> <laughs> what about Thanksgiving? Wait, Don't hang us. on, hang
3: on. I need to pause Oh, for you have a more? Second. Okay, go ahead. Well that's the second clip in a row where he is referenced specifically the Irish. Like why? He's like
2: a stand-up comedian. He puts a little know. nugget in at the is beginning like of a, the set. And that was a callback? he back to it. Yeah, it's a callback.
3: He also said a lot of good Americans are going to get off and also vote. I'd like to believe he didn't mean that as one sentence. I'd like to mean that he meant two different take, things. There. Take off work, I'm sure Oh, is what right, he meant. okay,
2: maybe, yeah. maybe. And the other thing. Uh, here's Les Miles on Thanksgiving.
0: I am the easiest man to please when it comes to food. Um i i have to be honest i think it's a uh i think it's definitely the turkey with a warm gravy um maybe it's the last um uh, spoon or fork of food on the plate you know that has a little bit of salt and pepper and maybe a little bit of the uh turkey and gravy and, and some of the stuffing that would be there and maybe just a, a smidgen of that uh, cranberry stuff, right? Not like a big not kind of overwhelm the last bite, but that right there oh my goodness, right? That last bite's worth a lot. Um, I might add that uh, the turkey sandwich with uh, mayonnaise, mustard, onions, and a little salad a little uh, little uh, lettuce kind of makes, makes for a good eating later too, doesn't it? <laughs> Well, she hadn't mentioned that. I haven't had my lunch yet. All right.
3: I do like that Les Miles, who at this point was clearly, what, in his mid to late 50s, if not early 60s, calls lettuce the same thing that my, when she was four, four (laughs) four-year-old daughter used to call lettuce. She would ask for, like, if we got a taco or somewhere, she would like, Dad, I just want it with salad on it. And that was... It was like, oh, you mean lettuce? Yeah, that. That's what I want. Okay, got it. Like, that's thats
2: how she would say that. So, the Columbus Day is my all-time favorite, because that's sort of where it started. But this, just in terms of sheer craziness, is I think this? is the champion.
3: And I'll wait. What, what, I'll well, have you guess I, right. what it is. I'm guessing it is the one referencing the summer of FIFA.
2: Yes, that's right. It is. All right. Left <laughs> Left miles. And uh, him getting wrapped up with uh, FIFA action, as he likes to say. Um,
0: yeah. the, uh, the summer was marked with FIFA uh, and FIFA action. <laughs> uh, I, uh, I want you to know something. My son is, is truly a soccer player. He played uh, high school soccer and, and loves it. He uh, was so motivated after watching some World Cup that uh, he bounced out to a pickup soccer game for four hours. Think about that one. I mean, can you imagine? Baseball has, you know, confines, but soccer has no confines. You just run and run and run and run, right? I uh, I enjoyed that. That was a real interesting thing for me. I rooted for the USA, certainly, first and foremost. Then I rooted for Costa Rica. Then I rooted for um, Colombia. It seemed to have a physical brand of ball that I really kind of enjoyed. Um, and... Uh, but I want you to know something. The, the, the smatter af- of athleticism, the uniqueness of play was really great, and I, uh, I, I'm a fan. I, but i I got to tell you right now, when you start a, an acronym with F for Federation, don't you really just kind of come to mind of a guy that's carrying a gun? I mean, really, Federation International Football Association. Right, it seems like maybe they should have added conglomeration. There's some other shuns in there that'll make them. I mean, I just really was intrigued. So, I just figured I'd open with that.
2: <laughs> I have nothing to say.
3: I just, I just want to point out, and I think gold. it's it's worth pointing this out with Les Miles. At the time he said many of these things, he was either a national championship winning coach or his team was in contention for a national championship. And I would like to point out that in no other sport could you have a coach. Like, could you imagine a a baseball manager sits down to prepare, like, all right, we're going to talk about the NLCS. But before I do that, I just want to lay this on you. Let me tell you about World Cup soccer. Like, there's nothing
2: else like this guy. It's nothing. just his cadence, too. I mean, it can't it can't be replicated. And the whole thing about the guy holding the gun. <laughs> <laughs> and that was
3: where you heard a few people in the audience, like, ah, ah, wah. I don't know where we're going, Les, but it's
2: time to wrap up. I love the audible laughter yeah. when he talked about FIFA action, too. The well, aud- just... Because they know. They know, well, this is my, my job's done for the yeah, day. Yeah, they're like, I don't have to write about this the football stuff. For itself,
0: we for itself. We got all we're going to need here when he talks about the summer of FIFA. The, uh, the summer was marked with FIFA uh, and FIFA action. <laughs> Catch the live experience weekdays from 3 to 6 and listen on demand at
1: 971thefan.com. The Fan, Ohio Sports Destination. IKEA. We're not the oldest SUV maker.